0: So we, tonight, have an amazing opportunity. I'm going to get to interview these two. This is Mitchell and Beth. If you you don't know who this is, this is uh, Mitchell, our college pastor, and Beth, his wife. Mm. And in case you're wondering, she is pregnant. That is a baby in there. It's a baby girl, baby girl Welch, coming. And so um, I had the amazing opportunity to interview them as dear friends. If you guys were with us last week. We talked a little bit about, like, the foundations of how to come into dating, how to be healthy in your heart before dating, how to be healthy now when you're, like, if you're not dating. This week, we're talking about what happens when slash if you are dating. So if you are currently single in the room, don't just be like, oh, this doesn't apply to me. This is, like, if one day you're going to date. And so this applies to you now, too. So this is really fun and exciting, and I am excited to get to talk to them. Also... If you guys are like, wow, this was so helpful and so rich, but I still have 1,000 more questions, we are going to have, after this, a question and answer time. Girls are going to come talk to me. Boys are going to talk to Mitchell. That's going to be boys in the blue room, girls in the big room. So if you're thinking, like, while we're talking and you have more questions, just write them down and put a little star by them, and we'll have an opportunity for those at the end of all of this. Does that sound good? All right, I'm going to sit down. We're going to get started with a little interview. Are you guys nervous? No. (laughs) Good. Feeling great. All right. So um, I want to start the first question to Beth, okay? And so last week, Beth, we talked about, Mitchell talked about, like, foundations of relationships, where to start, and you weren't here for that. But I wanted to give you kind of an opportunity to share, specifically with the girls, like, what is a good place, if we are single in the room, for, like, where's a good place for our heart to be, or what's a good place for us to essentially prepare to date when we're, like, not dating yet? Just wanted to give you the opportunity to share.
1: Okay. Thanks, Madeline. Um, well, there's a couple things that come to my mind. And the first thing that I always think of is, um, just like as women, a lot of times the idea of getting married is just like a big deal to us. You know, it's like ever since we were little, we think about our wedding day and who we're going to get married to. And, um, there's just like that desire in our hearts really to get married and find the one. And, um, I think that that's right, and that's good, and that God created us with that, and we shouldn't be ashamed of it, but I also think that it can turn into an idol, and so God actually took me on a pretty unique journey, um, a couple years actually before I met Mitchell, of just like learning what it looked like to surrender that desire to God, and he actually even took me so far as to say like, Beth, I want you to um, get to the place where you feel like you will be okay if you never get married. And that was actually really, really challenging for me. It's like one thing to say, Oh yeah, that's fine if I never get married, but it's another thing to actually like believe that in your heart, like to go my whole life and never get married. Like that felt like a really big deal for me. But I think it was just like really special because God wasn't telling me I wouldn't get married. I mean obviously I did. Hey. Um, <laughs> <Thanks a lot. laughs> um but it was more about my heart condition because it was like, what am I living for? Was I believing that getting married was like the end goal of my life that that would be like what fulfilled me that I would be complete if I like got married and I think that in a lot of ways that probably really was what I was thinking and feeling um, because I mean it was just like was so much a desire but the reality is like being married doesn't fix your problems it's not like the end goal it's not really what you're living for um, it's awesome, and I would love for everybody to get married, and I think it's really great. Um, but it's not the culmination of your life, like Jesus is, and um, so it just was a really sweet time for me just to lay that at Jesus's feet and say, like, if I never get married, I'm gonna be okay, and I'm gonna like I'm gonna be joyful, and I'm gonna feel like my life was like lived well and worth it because Jesus is worth it, and He's what I'm really living for, and so. That is, like, a really big thing. And I think it really, honestly, it comes down to, like, trusting God and, like, what I believed about God. Like, did I believe that God had the best plan for my life? And um, whether that included marriage or not, like, I had to choose to believe God had the best plan for me, that he created me with a purpose and a destiny, and I was going to, like, live that out and fulfill that, um, whether it looked like what I thought it was going to or not. And so I just, like, encourage, like, the women in the room to just really think about, okay, where's my heart concerning marriage? Have I, like, laid that down? Is that, like, the what I see as, like, the best part of my life, the best thing that could happen to me? Do I see that as, like, kind of, like, fixing all my problems, like, being, like, the, the most important thing that happens to me? Or do I see Jesus in that place? Because really, Jesus is our first love. And even in marriage, like... Jesus needs to come first. And so it's so important to lay that foundation early on, that Jesus is my first love, and I love him above everything, even above my husband, and um, that it's worth it to lay down that desire and that I'm going to be okay if I never get married and that, that I trust and believe in God's goodness. Um, and another thing that kind of that I think about is, um, just this idea, it goes really along with the idea of trusting Jesus and his plan and purpose for my life. And I think back to, like, Eve, and what what Satan spoke to Eve was basically, like, God is holding out on you. Like, you, God is not giving you the best thing. Like, look at this. This looks really awesome. And um, God is actually, like, holding back on you. And Eve believed the lie. And she took things in her own hands, and she chose to disobey God by like taking the fruit and I just see like in women there's that that place in our hearts where we want to take things in our own hands because we're not believing and trusting Jesus um, that he has the best thing for us and that he wants to give it to us we're like I want this and I see this in front of me and so and like if it's not happening I am like thinking wow God must be holding out on me and so I'm going to try to do things to like take that in my own hands. And what that can look like practically is like essentially pursuing guys. So that could look like dressing a certain way to catch guys' attention. It could look like flirting. It could look like actually sitting a guy down and saying, hey, I like you. Um, It's like just this like, I'm going to actually do something to try to get this thing that I want rather than trusting in the goodness of God and believing that he's going to bring it about no matter what I do. And so I got to go on a unique journey also, just with Mitchell. Like, I liked him for a long time before he ever asked me. Yes, yeah, she did. <laughs> <laughs> and so I got to go on this journey of waiting. I, like, I liked
2: him too, but.
1: So I got to go on this journey of waiting <laughs> for the fulfillment of, like, what I wanted. And I just really got to trust God. It's like, in this moment, I could text him or I could not. You know, and I could just say, okay, Lord, like, if this is you, then you're going to make it happen. And it was on, it's, honestly, it's so much sweeter because when it does happen, I know it was nothing of me and it was all God. And that's just so much sweeter on, on the other side than like being like, I made this happen, you know, because it just is like, I, it's just about trusting God. So those are the two things that I really think about.
0: That was already so good. We could just go home and be done because that was so encouraging. got We haven't careful. even gotten started yet. I know. <laughs> Should have just given Beth a podium. Hey, man. Okay, before get we get to the actual questions, that was like literally just a pre-question that I, that we decided to ask her, or I decided to ask her, so that was cool. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to go into the actual questions. Hey, <laughs> that was pre-sermon the so right there, all right? All right, thank you, Jesus, that you designed marriage, and that it is good and right, and thank you, God, that um, in the season, no matter what season we are in of our lives, that you are still our first and deepest and best love. And so help us, Father, as we are listening to wisdom and input on dating to just like really have our eyes and our hearts fixed on you, your plan, your desires for our life, and help us not like get swayed by the things that like our heart wants. Help us like just only be focused on you and you alone. Come, Holy Spirit, and be here as we speak. Speak to our hearts. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, after that. Time for the actual question. <laughs> all right, question number one for both of you: What is the purpose slash goal of dating? In your thoughts, opinions, and/or the Bible? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you want our thoughts and opinions first, or the Bible? Which one? I want all of them. All right. You want to answer first.
1: Um. So when I think about the goal or purpose of dating, um. I just really see it as like a time of just really trying to decide, is marriage what God has for us? And so it's kind of like, you know, I like you, like me. Is marriage the future for us? And with that, I just wanted to say that a lot of times when breakups happen, we feel like maybe that that meant that it was a failure, but it really is not. You, just, you really actually accomplished the purpose of dating. You just determined that marriage wasn't, what God had for you guys. And that's okay. And so, um, yeah, so it's just, either way, either way it ends, um, you, the goal is to find out if marriage is what God has.
2: Awesome. Um, Only thing to add to that is like all the way through that journey of figuring out if you two are compatible for marriage one day is your goal is to honor, to serve, to bless, to treat with respect. um, The, the uh, other person and if you do that along the journey then you come to a conclusion uh, whether or not marriage is in y'all's future then you've you've done it well and you've attained your goal you know so so again just repeat it the goal is not marriage you don't walk into every relationship with this pressure that we have to get married but you're you want to honor serve and bless each other and treat each other with respect and then find out if uh, marriage is something for the future
0: that's awesome that's really helpful Cool. Okay, next question for you guys is just like kind of before marriage even enters, you had to ask Beth on a date. I did. You did that first, right? You asked her on a date before you asked her to marry you. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. That's, I did. Let's make sure I that's did. really clear. Let's do that, boys, um, guys, men. Um, so.
2: <laughs> I, I was on one Mitchell. knee when I asked her on the Mitchell. date. I'm just kidding. <laughs> not true.
0: Okay. Oh, then how did you know, like, essentially, why did you ask her out? How did you know she was the one that stood out amongst the others? Like, what made you decide to ask Beth out and why?
2: I saw that twinkle in her eye, you know? <laughs> I can see it now. You're good, man.
1: He just like to embarrass me.
2: <laughs> um, so, I mean, some baseline things before I was and making a decision to ask her out was just some qualities that I would want to see or, or for my future wife to have. So some baseline things were not just a Christian, but like someone that was committed to live her whole life surrendered to Jesus. You know, and just say, I am, like someone that's all in. Um, I also, there's some more specific things that, that I was were on my list as well of just different things that I'm thinking about. Obviously, there's the physical attraction piece, uh, which obviously she's got that going on for herself. <laughs> and there's the, the just relational kind of personality chemistry, you know, of just like, man, do I actually enjoy being around this person? And uh, so those were some of the, the baseline things, but then Again, to get more specific, I mean, there's definitely prayer involved and seeking God and seeking counsel as well. So, I mentioned that last week if you were here, that it's so like God wants to be a part of this journey and this process of who you out, ask out on a date. And uh, some people think, like, ah, oh, that's too spiritual. No, God is absolutely central. And hopefully, in all of our lives, if we call ourselves a believer, God is at the central of everything, every little detail. And so, like, God obviously knew I liked her. And so I said, Lord, what do you think about this? I really like Beth. I, you know, prayed about it and also brought in wise counsel. There's uh, two married couples I was friends with. Um, this was back in our uh, very end of our senior year and just asked them for input. And both of these couples knew Beth and I said, Hey, I really like her. What do you think about me asking her out? Um, cause I wasn't in it to, you know, play games or casually date. And, um, it was really encouraging when both of these married couples that knew both of us were like, go for it, this is gonna be awesome. I'm like, okay, yes. <laughs> so, so then I proceeded.
0: Cool. Okay, so Beth, going off of that, why did you say yes, other than just like, oh, some, someone's asking me out, this is cool. Like, what did you see in Mitchell that like made you wanna say yes? What <laughs> <laughs> you see, babe.
1: Um, Well, we had been friends for a while, so I had gotten to just, like, be in his life and see him, and um, actually, a couple years prior to this, um, God had basically I had ended this relationship and God had basically shown me like this is the kind of man that I want I have for you that I want you to marry and it was like this man of character and this man who just passionately loved Jesus and honestly like I looked around and I was like I don't have any friends that are like this like it felt like this far off like I don't even know if like there's a guy like this that exists and um, I just like went on a journey of like basically waiting and God like refining my heart and so Um, It kind of was like really cool when, you know, I like met Mitchell and I just finally over the years just like saw in him the the different pieces that God had like spoken to me to wait for. Um, And and that's really what I did. I like waited for it because I just had so much vision that God had this amazing man for me to marry. And um, I mean, Mitchell really loved Jesus and I mean, you know,
2: (laughs) that's about it. I at least had that going for me. All right. Maybe not the twinkle in my eye, but just, you know, I love Jesus. So, cool. Why don't you tell them where we met?
1: We met at uh, a prayer meeting at All Faith okay. Chapel.
2: <laughs> if you know anything about my college journey, this is not surprising. I met at a prayer meeting.
1: <laughs> so Mitchell was leading this prayer meeting, and so, so I got to watch him lead um, for a while in it was just really encouraging just to watch him just, like, passionately love Jesus and worship him. And um, he had, I really loved his knowledge of the word of God. Um, and just, like, watching that, it just, it just really stirred my heart. And um, I've learned over time that he was also a goofball. Because um, <laughs> when I first saw him in these prayer meetings, he was just, like, all serious, you know. But he really is a goofball, in case you don't know. Um, and I love that about him.
2: We met in All face Chapel. Yes, yeah. nice. At this prayer meeting.
0: <laughs> Goodness. On I like, The thing that I like that they said is that like both of their non-negotiables was essentially that they were passionately following Jesus for the rest of their life, and it felt I like, was like yeah, physical attraction was a big deal, but like the main thing that they both were, wanted is that you both were going to passionately follow God for the rest of your life, and I feel like that like that just stood out to me. Cool. Okay, the next question I have for you guys is going into, like, I know that you both loved God and loved him passionately, one, because I know you, and two, because you just said it, Um, but for, like, a little while, I also know that you guys felt like you had different life callings, and y'all were, like, essentially, even though you both are passionately following God, headed in two very different directions. What did that look like, and... Can y'all explain a little bit about that for couples in this room that might be dating and be like, hey, I'm going to, you know, Africa. And the other one's like, I'm not. What does that look like? How <laughs> did you navigate that? What does that look like for y'all?
2: All right. All right. I got I to paint the picture here. All right. We're in Blocker. Yeah. Okay. We're at, the, is that, at the, we're at the computer lab. All right. There's computer lab still in there? Yeah. All right. And so we were friends for a while, and I was like, starting to grow in my attraction towards her. Um, and uh, I was on the computer, then I see like a couple tables over. I see Beth in the corner of my eye. And I'm like, oh, dear. Like <laughs> <laughs> Focus, focus, focus. But I didn't focus. So I went to go say hi to Beth. And uh, in that conversation, I think this is when it, it first came out. We were just small talking. And whatever we were talking about, what we were doing for the summer, or, it opened up the conversation of, like, long-term desire or whatever, and she had mentioned, oh, yeah, I mean, my, my heart is for the nations. I mean, as soon as I graduate, I want to go, you know, to Africa or to go and—, and is the Middle East? Middle East, Middle East, yeah. <laughs> like, I want to go and I want to give my life to seeing the gospel spread in, in the Middle East and the nations of the world. And honestly, guys, when I heard her say that, Unfortunately, my heart didn't rejoice because I cared so much about the nations. My heart sank. I was like, oh, I definitely don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to move out of America to go to, and if I like her and I like want to date her, then this is not going in the same direction here. Uh, so that was just kind of my initial response. Uh, but why don't you kind of tell a little bit more of the journey after? that thing happened to me, we start dating. Why don't you tell your side of, of this story?
1: Okay, so this was some time in our senior year. I don't remember when. Um, but, yes, so ever since I came back from a mission trip my freshman year of college, I was like, I can't wait till I'm done with college so I can go to the nations. Um, and so that's kind of what I was living for. Um, so I w- in case you didn't know, I was a math major. And was <laughs> so exciting um, to begin... <laughs> to become a teacher Um, and so but teaching was actually at the very bottom of my list I never actually thought I would use my degree Um, (laughs) which I'm sure my parents probably didn't appreciate Um, but but we get to like the end of my senior year and I'm like praying about okay God what are the next steps that you have for me and I felt like God was, like, very specifically, like, you need to stay in College Station and teach. And I was, like, not super happy about that, but um, that is what God spoke to me. And so that's what I chose to do. So in faith, I got a place. I didn't have a job yet and then just looked for a job teaching. And so God just kind of, like, set me up. And then, so then we started dating um, right after I graduated, and um, he took a little, little
2: half-victory
1: lap. Um,
2: yes. I took a half
1: victory lap to So he off so he gra- <laughs> so he graduated in December, but so we started dating and um Kind of, we, we both kind of knew we had these different pictures for what our life would look like. But I just specifically remember, I think it was like our second date, um, we were talking about, um, or like one of the earlier dates, we were talking about the vision that we had for our life. And I just like saw that though we had these different like really long-term views of where we should go, it felt very clear that our like initial... Like, short term was the same. Like, God was saying, okay, for the next five years, what is God saying to you? Okay, for the next five years, what do you feel like God is saying to you? And it felt like God was saying the same thing for both of us. And so that was kind of an encouragement, I think, to us um, to be like, okay, right now, God is taking us in the same direction. And we don't really know from five years what God is going to say after that. You know, we think it's this way, but we don't really know. And so, um, I mean, honestly, a lot of our dating kind of revolved around this issue of, like, okay, is this a make-or-break-it? Like, what can we—because it even involved two different ministries. And so it was just kind of like, are we going to be in two—we can't go in two different places if we get married. And we're trying to see if we can get married. Can this even really work out? And so it was, like, a lot of struggle, a lot of really hard conversations, a lot of um, just trying to figure out what God— Had and along the way, we just through a lot of really hard conversations and hard times just kind of figured that God was leading us in the right direction. So, you can kind of expand upon that,
2: yeah. I think so. Like she said, the next five years, I remember I think this date was right outside of Hastings, which doesn't (laughs) exist anymore. Uh, That's all right. I mean, we still made it through, you know. (laughs) Uh, And we were talking about this, and uh, what she means by the next five years. What we saw in our mind's eye, it's not necessarily like I had this divine revelation, God spoke to me what exactly what I'm going to do, but it was like for the foreseeable future, we both felt like, hey, staying here in College Station is um, what we feel like is on our heart, and it's what we see in the foreseeable future. And we were, at that time, um, she was teaching, and I was about to finish up student teaching, and so we were pursuing teaching jobs and stuff. Um, but then what kind of came out of this conversation and through our dating relationship was actually at the end of the day, beyond any, like, prescribed location or vocation, we both had the heart that our lives don't belong to ourself, but we belong to Jesus. And whatever he asks us to do, wherever he asks us to go, we want to have a heart that's surrendered and says yes. And we realize that that's actually what our life vision is, is to say yes to Jesus no matter what. And that helped a lot because sometimes we, like, tell God what the application of our dreams and desires are, which means I'm going to live in the Middle East or I'm going to live in America and do X, Y, Z. And um, anyways, we, we laid that down. And as we progressed in our relationship and as I was praying through it, and she was as well about where our relationship was going, it was just kind of the next step as we were getting closer and closer to me proposing where I said, hey, I don't have the answer to this question of where we're heading in the future, but Lord, I think that... If I'm hearing you correctly, and again, I brought in counsel to this, is like my next step is I want to marry Beth. Like, I want to marry her, and so I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, move forward with that and ask her to, to marry me, and I'm going to trust you, God, that our surrendered heart is going to obviously lead in the same place. Yeah. Yes. You know, Hopefully yes. that was Good.
0: clear. That's helpful. Okay, we're going to change gears a little bit and talk about uh, something called uh, boundaries, which some of you know about this and some of you might not, but... I have heard that you guys had boundaries in your relationship. Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Praise God. Same. No boundaries. <laughs> All right. But the boundary that I heard that you guys had in your relationship was that you guys didn't kiss until you were married. And I just kind of want to hear. Who told you that? <laughs> Don't ask. But <laughs> um, that, that, I just want to hear why y'all did that. What was y'all's thoughts? Um, that's my first question on boundaries, is why, what were y'all's boundaries, or why did you do it, and is that true? Did you not kiss until you were married, and why?
2: I was a little self-conscious about my breath, you know? Just kidding, that's not the reason. Um, well, I mean, pretty simply, uh, m- many years, like, for me, it was, like, probably four years, three or four years before I even met Beth, um, I had ended a high school relationship and was about to come into college and just through praying about the future and knowing that I had a desire to get married one day. I was just would talk to God about that randomly, and through prayer, I had this kind of idea that floated through my mind of, man, I do not want to kiss anybody uh, again until I, like, it is my wife on my wedding day. And so I just, it was just, you know, Lord, and again, I didn't know where at all, but I just like, all right, Lord, this is, this is my desire. Um, and because I just was committed to purity, and, and I, I don't know, I think I shared a little bit last week about my past and relationships, and um, they were not pure, and I was like, God, I'm all yours now, and I want to, like, move forward with purity, and that was one of the simple ideas that came to my mind of, because um, just from history of the past, I knew that when you do physical things, such as kissing, it just opens the door for more and more and more, and I just knew that I wanted to stop things um, at the beginning, so I had that, and then, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you had a similar thing mm-hmm. as well.
1: Yeah, on like a couple of years prior, um, God had spoken to me through some scripture about just making um, like a promise that I wouldn't kiss until my wedding day, and so it was just totally separate also on my heart, and so... Um, it was really encouraging to me, actually, because it's just kind of, like, um, not a very normal thing. And so as a woman, it's kind of hard if, that is, if I'm the one that desires that, but the person that I'm dating doesn't. Um, and I had been in a relationship like that, and so it just was, like, so encouraging to me that the Lord had spoken the same thing to him and had, like, led him. And it was just one of the ways that God just, like, really... Um, just like allowed and, and showed for him to like lead and for him to like have these um, these boundaries and lead out in them as the man of the relationship and it was just really
2: special for me. Tell him what you, your parents said when you uh, told them that one time, like, oh yeah, I want to marry a guy and, and uh, don't want to kiss until we're married.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sh- pretty sure my parents said I would never get married and my brother told me I would probably should just be a nun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> him. So. Yeah, yeah, she got you're she got fine. great. Catholic, you're married. You she, got, it, she got great encouragement,
2: folks. But, but yeah, so th- so really, our journey looked like God spoke to us individually before we even knew each other, and then I remember on our uh, first uh, on, on the date that we became official, I was explaining to her just some different ideas and vision I had for our, our relationship, and got to kind of the physical boundaries thing, and I was kind of like. A little nervous, but I said, uh, "Well, Beth. So, it comes to physical boundaries. Here's a couple ideas, and one of them is, um, I, I don't want to kiss you or anyone uh, until like, I have this thing between me and God, where I just like I don't want to kiss until it's my wife on my wedding day." And so I kind of sheepishly said this to her uh, across the table at Starbucks, and uh, it's Starbucks. She. Uh, I can't tell you secret location, all right? Uh, And uh, and she's just kind of looking at me as I'm talking, and she's just kind of smirking and tilting her head. And then I was like, so, uh, um, you know, what do you think about that? And she says, well, (laughs) a couple years ago, God spoke to me the same thing. And guys, no joke, in the middle of Starbucks, the glorious presence of God just like fell. (laughs) Like I'm not kidding. I am not kidding. I was in, I just, I said, what? And then literally, I just like start laughing slash crying and then I just said, I just had to say, "Uh, hang on. And I went like this for about 10 minutes (laughs) and I like felt the presence of God on my body. Just saying. And uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm actually not making this up. This is,
1: you can ask her. This is how everybody's first seen. Yeah, right? yeah,
2: you know, just everyone's journey, you know. I'm sure you all know what I'm talking about. Uh, anyway, so yes, obviously unique. And, um, but but it, it just it meant a lot to me. Here, here's why I just like was encountering God is because the Lord in that moment showed me how merciful he was to me. Because I know I knew that he knew my past, and like to give me a woman, this pure was like, "Oh, God, what?" Yeah. You know, and I just like felt God just saying, "Here you go. I'm giving you someone that you don't deserve." That's awesome. And uh, it just meant a lot to me in that moment. And, um, and then, now let me, let me say a couple more things on this, because it's oftentimes misunderstood. It wasn't that, you know, from the time we started dating, we dated for, and we were engaged for a total of about a year, a little over a year before we were married, it's not like I never had a desire to kiss her during our dating and engagement. I was very, and still am very attracted to her, Okay. <laughs> So it like took a lot of self-control. It wasn't just like, oh, you know, God took away all you know, physical attraction towards her at all and I just you know, never wanted to d- do anything. <laughs> no, I was like, we like, I remember sitting this close on a bench and I was like, you know, we're just talking and I'm like, oh my gosh, we're trying to like, you know, you're amazing, you're, you're beautiful, we're not married, um, you know. Glad we're dating. See yeah, you know. So it was hard, but like it was a, it was it was a, it was not an idea I stole from anybody or that we stole from anybody. It was the conviction that God had given us, and I wanted to obey God in it, and so it gave me, you know, power to overcome the desires to um, do, you know, physical things. So, uh, so th- that was huge, and I, we encourage anybody, you know, obviously your journey's going to look different, but we encourage folks to. Um, not, not encroach upon some, you know, gray lines because the closer and closer you get to the gray, the closer and closer you're getting to the black or the, or the negative. And that's uh, not what Scripture teaches. Second Timothy two twenty two 22 is uh, one of our key verses that we had in our relationship in regards to our physical boundaries, which says to flee from youthful lusts, um, but instead to pursue righteousness, love, joy, purity with those that call on the Lord uh, from a pure heart. And so we took that seriously and said, hey, we're, we're not going to get as close to the line as we can on some things, but actually we're going to obey scripture and we're going to flee and go the other direction so that we're not, you know, playing this game. Awesome. So it was super helpful for us.
0: was really encouraging. And kind of on that, I know you guys had physical boundaries, but then also other boundaries. And so like yeah. kind of in the same category of like what were some of your other boundaries that you guys had um, and what did like what did some of those include?
2: You remember him? <laughs> Tell you guys, it's been a long time since we've had boundaries. So, <laughs> uh,
1: Well, to, to talk about what he's talking about right there, it, that is a perspective that's actually pretty powerful, is that dating and engagement or pre-marriage is such a short blip um, compared to marriage. And it's like a lot of times we do forget what it was like because we gotten to be married for six and a half years you know and so it's just like it just kind of made it for us like worth it you know what i mean like it's it's worth it in those that short period of time to like deny ourselves deny the flesh to pursue righteousness um because we like you know it was just a short period of time you know and so um
2: yeah other um Areas of boundaries we had. So we had the physical ones. We had some like communication boundaries. We didn't want to be the couple that just 24/7 were communicating to each other all the time via text or phone call or this or that. So we had some boundaries there um, because we wanted to also keep some of our other friendships. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, we had uh, some. some financial, simple financial things. It's like, okay, we're dating. But does that mean every time I, we go out to eat with our life group, do I always have to pay for you? I, you know, like I'm willing, but I don't have a lot of money because <laughs> I'm student teaching. You don't get paid for that. Uh, you know, so we, we got some clarity there. Uh, we had accountability kind of boundaries or a game plan where we asked a few married couples to just hold us accountable in our relationship. And then there's another, oh, how we were going to resolve conflict um, And a few like emotional boundaries as well, like we're not going to just share all the deep woundings of our past all the time. And as if it's just casual conversation, Uh, because when you, when emotional closeness and intimacy always, always is followed by physical intimacy and closeness, like they're, they're, they're chasing each other. And so we learned that because we would have these real in-depth conversations and then all of a sudden we'd be extra tempted to do physical things. And we, learn, like, oh, maybe it's not as helpful for me to, like, unload everything on you while we're in this place of, of not being married. And um, so there's a couple other examples.
0: That's good. So you guys just, like, the questions or things that were maybe, like, confusing in other dating relationships that, ships that you saw, you guys just essentially communicated about them. Like, setting boundaries, meaning, like, hey, you're going to pay for this meal, I'm going to pay for this meal, or we're not going to talk about this, or we're going to keep each other accountable, things that yeah. might have felt confusing in other like relationships or in things you may be seen or seen done wrong in other relationships. You guys just chose to like talk about them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We talked about them, but we also wrote them down, typed it out and um, printed it out so that we both had a copy. We could see it. And also we gave it to these married couples um, that were um, we asked to hold us accountable. We said, hey, this is the vision and the direction that we feel like God's given our relationship. Here you go. Read it. If you have any questions? Uh, and I want, we want you to hold us accountable to live this stuff out. Um, And it was so helpful. And it's actually a pretty simply clear biblical principle is to get a vision and to write it down Uh, from Habakkuk. It is a true book of the Bible. Habakkuk (laughs) chapter two, verse two and three says to uh, get a vision, write it down, make it plain so that he who reads it may run. And um, again, Habakkuk, (laughs) H-A-B-A-K-K-U-K, Habakkuk. Give being a spelling bee, babe. All right. so, so, yeah, we made it clear, and then it was, it, people were able to hold us accountable to it. So, yeah.
0: Cool. That's awesome. Okay, last question I have for you guys before I get your uh, parting words. Um, so, you dated for a while. You, like, dated really healthily. You had boundaries. You did the whole thing, and you'd been dating for almost or however many months. What made you finally be, like, okay, essentially get out of the, like, we're not dating anymore. We want to get married zone. What, like, for both of you was that? What did that look like?
2: Um... So a couple of things we did along the way, it wasn't just like I was oblivious <laughs> all the months we were dating until the day before I proposed. <laughs> uh, I was thinking about this uh, continuously. But something that we did together was we had about like a once a month kind of, I guess you could call it a DTR, but, yeah. but it was, <laughs> it really wasn't that, it was like, um, it was like a check-in on how we are doing in our relationship, and are we still both moving in the same direction? Okay, it wasn't like, you know, what are we? It was like, we're obviously dating, and so we, um, once a month or so, I would I just ask that question during the date, and I said, all right, Beth, um, how do you think we're doing in our relationship? Um, you, you still want to be dating me? <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, I mean, how, you know, what's, what's going on? It's just real plain and clear. And she would express, thankfully, every time, it was, uh, I do like you, and I want to continue dating. And I was like, yes, because uh, I agree, babe. I want to keep moving forward. And within that conversation, it was, we, we, we were not saying, you know, are we going to get married? Are we going to get married? Are going to get married? But it was part of the bigger picture question, which was, are we still moving in this direction um, towards potential marriage one day? That makes sense. So we had those check-ins. And then on my end, so for the guys, if once you get into a relationship, guys are called and mandated by God to be leaders and be initiators. So, so guys, you need to be the, the first ones, not the only ones, but the first ones praying and seeking God and asking him for help on, on just the direction of your relationship. And people's timelines look totally different. For us, we were friends for a year and a half. We dated for six months, then I proposed. We were engaged for six months, and then we got married but honestly, on the whole, that's a pretty short time frame. Um, You know, you can look at a few examples around the church, and every single person has different um, time frames, but um, anyway, so you've got to seek God in this process. Again, seek counsel, like I mentioned um, last week, and that was definitely part of it. I was saying, God, okay, time frame, you know, I I really like this girl. I want to like married to her and so I was praying and getting that confirmation from the Lord and also seeking counsel and got confirmation from them as well where they just gave that affirmation and said hey yeah we do see you guys this we think this would be a great marriage think you guys would be compatible for this Um, but then one final thing on the on the guy end is when it comes to marriage and like making this decision it is I want to tell the guys it is a choice it is a choice Okay, it's not, God did not force me to marry Beth. He did not make me marry Beth. I believe he was involved in this process of, of seeking him, and he led me to, but there was no forcing or coercion. It was like, okay, I think this is what I'm supposed to do, but regardless of, you know, whatever I think you're saying, God, so I kind of demystified a bit, I'm saying, I choose Beth. I'm going I'm to commit my life to her for the rest of my life, and I'm choosing her. That is guys, is just tremendously helpful because you don't want to be led by your emotions and your feelings and one day you think God's saying this, the next day you think God's saying that. No, are you willing to commit your life to serve and love and honor and lay your life down for this person for the rest of your life? If that's a decision you're willing to make, then, man, and you get the blessing from your spiritual covering authority and wise counsel, then, man, go for it and and then don't regret it. So it's a little bit more of the insight of of how I kind of made that decision of I do want to Uh, move forward with this. Anything to
0: add? No. The thing I like that you said was how you involved community too. Y'all weren't just like a dating couple off on your own island. You like people knew you so that they could actually speak into it. It wasn't like, hey, do you think this is a good idea from knowing us a year ago? They were like, you said you didn't lose friends. You like kept people involved. Like they both knew you at the current state when you were asking if you were gonna like go... pursue marriage. So that was encouraging. Um, okay, any last, like, from you guys about anything that we didn't cover or things that are still stirring in your mind, just, like, parting words or thoughts that you all would want to share? Actually, I want both of you to share a parting word.
2: <laughs> Why would you go first, Ed? Okay,
0: so
1: I think my parting word is that everybody's journey looks different, and that's okay. And um, I think that if your heart is, like, focused on Jesus and you're pursuing him and you're submitted to him and you're asking him and you're in community, submitted to community, um, like, it's going to be okay. And you're going to be okay. And I just think that, like, you, you shouldn't be, like, looking at other relationships and comparing yourself, but you should be, like, asking God, like, I mean, I think that's what helped our relationship so much is that it was, like, between us and God. You know, we were constantly coming before God, like, God, how are we doing? Um, And just asking him and the conviction for the boundaries was deep within us, and our heart was to honor each other, and whether that's in how we communicated or um, just how we chose to serve each other or just different things. But um, I just wanted you to know that, like, the Lord has a special journey for you. And it's like, okay, and your journey is like good. And he, and it's like your special journey, you know? So I don't want you to leave right, like now comparing your specific journey with ours, but I just want you to like receive the different pieces that you have learned from us and from our journey and apply it, you know, to your own personal journey and knowing that it's gonna look a little bit different. but um, as long as you're walking in obedience to Jesus, that it's going to be okay. And I, th- and I just really also like what Mitchell is saying, that ultimately it comes down to a choice. And as I've just, like, talked to different people, like, in different dating situations, it's kind of like sometimes there's this, like, one issue that feels like a big deal. And I think it just ultimately comes, like, to a choice. It's just, like, a make it or break it. Yeah. And you can choose. You know, it doesn't have to be a spiritual thing. You can choose, yes, this is a big deal, this isn't going to work, or no, we can work it, we can work it to get through together, you know. And um, just for the women, I think, like, a big thing that I learned is just, like, trusting, you have to trust him because he, you're, like, if you are going to get married, he's going to be your husband and he's going to lead your family. And if you can't trust him to make decisions, if you can't, at, like, when you get married, say, I I believe you're hearing God, and I believe that you're following him, and I believe you're going to lead our family in the right direction, and I'm going to be able to submit to you, even if I don't agree with that, then that's not the person that you want to marry. You know, like, I have to be able to fully trust Mitchell, because we don't always agree on decisions, but ultimately, I have to trust that God led, put him as the leader, and I have to, like, like, follow his leadership, you know, at the end of the day. Of course, there's, like, back and forth, like, conversation. He hears what I have to say. But at the end of the day, he's leading our family. And if I don't trust him to lead our family to, like, in the ways of Jesus, then, like, it it would just not turn out very good. You know what I mean? And so I just want to encourage the women that you have to, like, be able to trust him and know that he's going to lead you to Jesus always.
2: Thanks for trusting me, babe. That's awesome. It's <laughs> encouraging, y'all. Um, parting words. Um, first thing is because we're doing a dating series, a lot of you guys are thinking about dating. So make sure, gentlemen, that you apply all the wisdom before you like, are starting to look around the room to who you're going to ask out. All right. Which means, seek God, seek counsel. Yeah. Seek God, seek counsel. If that's, like, the simplest way, seek God, seek counsel. Get somebody a wise, in the wise counsel area to, like, make sure you're hearing God, okay? Because talking about dating, so you're thinking about it, and then you're also thinking about names. So <laughs> calm down, <laughs> take a breath, and just don't move too quickly, okay? Uh, and then... Uh, Second thing is we, I mean, there, I like this conversation and I think, you, I think this is going to be helpful. However, I realize that in some of your minds, you might be thinking, you know, we're the, we're the perfect couple. You know, look at us. We didn't kiss till we got married. <laughs> You're like, we had, we had problems. We had conflict. We did not do everything. Right, we repented often to the Lord to each other. So I just want to make sure that is clear. We did not have a perfect relationship, um, and there were some difficult times. There was a moment about halfway through our, our six months of dating where I, I mean we were not sure if we were going to continue dating, um, but we continued to hash out conversations, and and obviously we made it through those hard t- times. But I want you guys to know, man, it was not an easy road, and we are not the perfect uh, relationship. Okay. Um, and so therefore, if you're sitting in here and thinking, wow, I guess I could never do a relationship that way, that, I just want that erased from your mind. And like really my biggest prayer tonight is that every single one of you guys are filled with hope in your heart that you can have a relationship that is honoring to God, that brings you so much glory, that is pure, that is different than all the relationships in the world that you see around you, and you actually can. I believe God wants to give hope in every single one of your heart's. That you can't have a relationship that's honoring to him. That's healthy. Awesome. It's awesome. So I think those are my parting words.
0: Great. Well, that was helpful. Is that helpful for you guys? Yeah. This is awesome and encouraging. Well, yeah, let's give it up for Mitchell and Beth. Thank you guys. Y'all are amazing. We love you guys. Thanks, guys.
2: All right. Um, let's all stand real quick. Uh, worship team can come on up. Um, yeah, to, to close it out, again, remember, we're going to do a little additional Q&A time right after this here. Uh, so, gentlemen, you can join me and Jeremy Br in the blue room for a little bit right after this is over. We'll start probably about 9, 10, 9, 15. And then, ladies, y'all can go in the big room, and Madeline will be there. would love to just answer any questions you guys have about dating or anything that we said um, if you want to go a little deeper in this. But we're going to end just by worshiping together. And we're going to sing a song about hope. Okay, everybody say hope. Oh. And again, I just mentioned this, but I just want every one of your hearts just infused again with hope in this area. Okay, I could take a poll, but I will not, of how many of us maybe have some hurt or some pain from doing relationships the wrong way. Okay, myself included. Um, but I feel like the Lord wants to bring healing to those places where you feel hurt. And he wants to take your pain and replace it with hope. You can have a fresh start and in relationships to come, or maybe one that you're in right now, that it can be something that's pleasing to God. It's not just for the rare few that turn out to be a college pastor one day, but no, you, 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 you can all have a healthy, God-honoring relationship. Amen. All right, why don't y'all pray with me, and then we're just going to go right into worship. Lord, thank you for tonight, and thank you for your presence that's in this place. Lord, I pray every one of us would just feel your nearness right in front of us right now. You're a God that's alive and real. You're more real than the air we're breathing in right now. And Lord, I just pray you would come and touch every heart in this room. Anyone that needs healing from broken relationships of the past, would you come in with your healing hand? Lord, I pray there'd be a great exchange tonight, a great exchange of pain and hurt and wounding for hope and strength and life and a fresh start tonight. Pray every burden that people might be carrying in this place will be lifted off and that a hope would arise. Thank you, Lord. We worship you and we love you. Let's worship, guys. Let the Lord minister to your heart.